Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. This week, we're going to be finishing up our series on how to prep for success. But before we do that, let's get into our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? Oh, this past week, my little creative thing that I have to share with you guys isn't necessarily something that I did. Um, It's actually about my son. And over... Well, I guess a few weeks back, maybe a couple months ago, I don't know, time flies, but he helped his grandfather, who has been building a brand new, amazing, awesome deck on the back of their house. Um, He's kind of expanded their previous deck and added on an area for an outdoor kitchen and all that kind of stuff, and he is a master craftsman. He really is. Um, Well, my son helped him with that and learned how to hammer nails and you know, make steps and he hauled a whole lot of lumber for his grandfather and all that kind of stuff. And, and he's only 10. I just have to throw that out there that he's only 10. He's, and he's pretty handy. Um, but through the process, my father-in-law saw just how much he was kind of taking to this and really enjoyed working with tools and, and making things and building things. And we've always seen, you know, whether it be with Lego, Legos or bricks or, um, not bricks, blocks, Um, you know, all those kinds of things. Don't worry, I don't give my kids bricks to play with. Anyway, all of those things we've seen over the years, how he's very creative when it comes to building. And he just has a mind that just thinks up these things and he'll sketch and come up with all sorts of amazing creations. So my father-in-law gave him his very own tool set. And he's now got a hammer and uh, a square and ruler, measuring tape, all this kind of stuff in his own little tool bucket and all of these things. And it is just the cutest. And so he built a bench on his own with his tools. And that was just the coolest thing. So it's been fun to watch his creativity kind of blossom. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's the coolest thing about like being around kids. If they're yours or, or someone else's, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just being able to watch them blossom and bloom into the little individuals that they're going to be when they, you know, get to adulthood and all of that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think that's the coolest part about about being around kids. And I know that you were super happy about how Thad came into all of that and it's also a generational thing too so he learned it from his grandfather and now it's his and he'll probably teach his kids and it's going to be great 
I know. I love it. And he was so proud, too. You know, he's like, look, you know, and I'm taking pictures the whole time. And he's like holding stuff up. He's like, look what I did. And he was and he's the one who does not want to have his picture made. But when I asked if I could take a picture of him with his bench, he was all about it. Oh, yes. And I need my bucket. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do like this and take it this way. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) So what about you? Tell us about your creative week. Um, I've been having, or on Saturday, I worked with Clay on problem solving. So like math problems, word problems specifically. Mm. He's been having some trouble with those in his second grade class. So we worked into that. And I just, um, I've never known how to really motivate Clay. And so what I've been thinking about is I've been doing a lot of exercising and things like that. And I've learned that my body is kind of connected to my mind. And so when he gets frustrated, cause he gets really frustrated when he can't do something mm-hmm. and his, it's like his body will throw a fit. It's like his body whines. So we have rules in our house and one of them is to not throw a fit. Like that's rule number two. Don't throw a fit. Don't whine, you know? So we've been, pushing these rules since we, since he was old enough to understand them. And so here's this thing where he's not actually verbalizing a whine, but his body is whining. Hmm. So I kind of had to talk him through ways to, um, to help his body relax so that his mind can relax so that he can challenge himself to do the work that needs to be done. Hmm. So, but I, did, I wouldn't have thought to do that if I was not trying to do that myself. But we, we do our deep breathing in that, too. So that's what, that's what we focused on is when, his, when he got so frustrated that he, he wanted to, you know, really tense up his hands and, and just pout and throw a fit. You know, we talked about deep breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. And, okay, let's try this again whenever, you know, after a few of those. And we also talked about like being your, your own hero in this. And whenever you, you know, call yourself dumb and you think that you can't do something that you're really, you're really victimizing yourself. I didn't say it that way because he's seven, but it's like, you know, I I had to talk to him about like, if you don't do these, no one's going to do these. And and if you don't understand this, no one's going to be able to understand this for you. This is something you have to do and you have to be the problem solver and you have to be the hero in this situation. Um, otherwise you're going to be the villain and you're going to stop yourself from learning the things that you need to learn. And so he's learning story, you know, story, structure and and characters types and things like that so I kind of pulled those in there and I think he got it I don't know it's probably a metaphor we're going to be using like his whole life so (laughs) that's a great way to explain it and just to kind of pull that in because you know our kids love stories so of course the idea of heroes and villains that's going to resonate it wasn't just about learning about how to do a math word problem It was about learning how to handle frustration and being able to overcome it whenever it's taking over. Mm. So it's, it's something that happens to me whenever, and it's happened to me since I was little and I've just had to figure out how to do it, deal with it. But 
um, hopefully the things that I've learned, he'll be able to learn early and he won't have such trouble with it. You're such a good mama. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. I hope he grows up to be better than me because that's really all we want, right? As parents, <laughs> we just want him to be better than us. We, we can't reach for like the stars sometimes because we don't know if what we're doing is working or if it's even right. But we can hope and pray that they're going to be better than us. And they're going to love Jesus. Like those are the two things. Better than us, love Jesus. <laughs> That's all we ask. Come on, kids. <laughs> it's not much. <laughs> so last week, we kicked off a two-part mini-series on how you can prep for success. And we showed how this can apply to the day job, the creative business, or whatever you happen to be tackling these days. And as you heard from our personal examples, you can implement this acronym whether you are beginning something new or adjusting to something that has thrown you off course. There you go. So to remind you, our acronym PREP stands for pause to observe, research what we don't know, edit as needed, and proceed. So last week we tackled the first two steps, pause to observe and research what we don't know. And now we're going to finish it out this week. As Joyce said, our third step, anytime we're either starting something new or reorganizing something that we've been doing is to edit as needed. This point was driven home this year when our 2020 goals were buried in a hole with dynamite and then blown to smithereens. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) What Joy and I discovered was Though we didn't get to move forward on those particular goals that we set for ourselves in January, we have done some pretty amazing stuff. Once we grieved the death of our best laid plans and allowed progress in areas where we felt the capacity to continue. I think the grief thing is important. I I feel like I kind of Marie Kondo'd my 2020 goals. And if you don't know Marie Kondo, you just got to Google it. But, you know, she tells you to put all of your things in a pile in the middle of the room. And I felt like I did that with my goals. And I like sat cross-legged beside them, picked one of them up at a time and asked it, did it spark joy? (laughs) (laughs) Which is basically a Marie Kondo like coined phrase. I showed it gratitude for being a part of the dream for a time. And then I set it aside if it did not spark joy. And that's how I had to handle this whole COVID quarantine weirdness of life thing. Um, And I don't believe that I could have been at peace with that decision if I hadn't had already gone through some of the stages of grief, like denial and anger and bargaining, depression and all of that. So the lesson here is that it's okay to pivot. Just pull up that friends meme and keep it handy. And if it's something, if something isn't getting the result that you want, or if it's getting the results, but you're not happy with the process to get there, or maybe you find out that the end goal is not your dream anymore, edit as needed. Pivot! (laughs) I know, I'm, I'm replaying that scene in my head and I'm just like, dying laughing here. (laughs) It's one of the best ever. (laughs) Absolutely. So you may have to go back to the P and the R in your prep, which is pause to observe and research what you don't know before you can edit, but you won't regret setting aside your pride, admitting something isn't right, and taking the steps to fix the issue. 
you are 100% right about that. Yeah, we talked about that last week. You may not want to do all of these steps and everything, and it might completely throw everything that you had planned off kilter, but it will so be worth it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So one thing that came to mind when I was reflecting on this step is we often need help with this one. Um, we need help all along the way, but I, for whatever reason, I really felt like this was uh, one particularly we need that help. We may not know how to edit. We may not have the tools that we need to do that. Um, so if we feel overwhelmed or confused, we may need to go back to step two for more research. And this time, do that with a buddy or with a professional. Um, for me, in the example that I started sharing last week, I realized I needed to reach out to some professionals with expertise on the historical topics that I decided I needed to add into my story. And that was a game changer. And it was one that gave me an even better foundation. And through the process, you know, I reached out, not really expecting a ton. Honestly, I wasn't really even expecting to hear back because I, I contacted some people who were very well-known historians and they really know their stuff. And I wasn't really even sure if they'd get back to me, but they did. And then, you know, from there I got references to others and it was just pretty cool. So definitely a game changer. And then from there I identified and ordered some books that came recommended by those professionals and began the process that I am still in right now of reading those. So that's kind of my example. <laughs> so how has this step treated you in your new job, May? Well, for me, I've had to practice this particularly in time management. So I grossly underestimated how long it would take to do some of these big projects that I wanted to tackle first. So I had to set my pride aside and reorganize things with team members, ask for their advice on certain aspects. So bringing in your, your peer buddy situation. And then I needed to rearrange which priority came first. Um, that's Bob. You need to introduce Bob. Well, I've got Bob and now Preshi's come up. So oh. Preshi is the, another cat and he's really loud. <laughs> he's so loud. I forgot. Okay. So, I party. love it. Go, go see a friend. Go meet a friend. Sure I love it. I love cats. So I know. totally I welcome know. on our show and any time. <laughs> So just to recap, <laughs> I had to reorganize things with team members and ask their advice on certain things and rearrange which priority came first just to make the new plans. So this step can be humbling. Um, it also can be invigorating. And um, But either way, whether it's humbling or if it's invigorating, it's necessary to continue on. Pressy, shh, baby. You've got to be quiet. Sorry. It's totally fine. You know I don't mind. I love cats. <laughs> so maybe outside wasn't the best idea. So if you're not watching YouTube, I am, I've just decided to go outside today because the weather was so lovely. And I was like, I'm going to record outside. And it's going to be great. And I forgot that I had 18,000 cats. So <laughs> <laughs> here we are. <laughs> it's all good. Well, continuing on is actually leading us into our final point. And that is is proceed. So the final P in prep is proceed. So this is the whole purpose of the P and the R and the E, right? 
we're trying to get to this proceed place so we can accomplish the project and be the best that we can be. And it sounds silly when you're not in the muck of it, but I can speak from experience that sometimes we get lost in the pausing and the researching and the editing that subconsciously we plant a flag and call this our comfort zone. It's like purgatory, a neutral ground. You're never succeeding and you're never failing, but you're also never moving. Fear is a key factor here. I know, buddy. Fear is a key factor here. We have to acknowledge the fear. We have to decide if it's valid, hold it up to the person that we want to be. And if this project you're working on will help you better reflect that vision, you have to find the wherewithal to move on. Freshie agrees. He does. I mean, goodness. Love it. Well, I agree too. And I, and I do agree too, that I think that this often is, like you said, it's the, it's a place where you, you plant your flag and you, you just aren't quite ready to move on or you're, you're fearful to move on. And that flows in with your theory of fear that we had back on a previous episode last season, actually. So episode we'll link five. to that. Yeah, that's right. It was episode five. I don't oh my know goodness. why I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually reference it quite a bit, like in just yeah. conversation with people who are talking about creative things. And it's like, I think you might be fearful. Why don't you take a listen to this theory and just tell me what you think? So if you are, if you think that you might be in that place, episode five, season one might be something you want to listen to. Yeah, that's a great point. And we'll link that in the show notes for you guys. Um, yeah, super good. So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, as we're thinking about this, as we're thinking about proceeding and moving on, perseverance is a must in any field or endeavor. I think we could all agree with that. If it's worth your time and effort, it's worth it to take the steps as many times as necessary, (laughs) and to just keep going. Um, Don't get discouraged. And this is where a community or your tribe can really help. Who are your people who can lift you up, cheer you on, and keep you moving forward when you might be ready to throw in the towel? (laughs) So for me, I've had May, of course. I've had my other critique partner, Kelsey Atkins, and my cover designer, Rachel Ritchie, And the three of them honestly have been monumental in encouraging me through this crazy year of ours. Um, Without you guys, like, you know, I think that I would have just curled up in a little ball (laughs) and that might just be where I stayed. (laughs) So they've helped me to see when it's okay to take a longer pause or another pause (laughs) and to see the immeasurable benefits my books and readers will have thanks to these unexpected delays and changes. So thank you. Oh, thanks for being my person too. Yay. <laughs> so this step is my hardest. Um, and I know that that sounds weird, right? Like one would think that after you've been through the pausing and the researching and the editing, that proceeding would be just a cinch. But one of two things, or maybe both things happen when I get to this place. First of all, uh, life, things hit me from a different direction and my focus is taken away from the project at hand or two, the fear thing. So I personally am breaking free of the fear cage, but sometimes it's kind of like a tree growing up around a metal barb. Like, I don't know how much of me has grown up around the iron of fear 
and how deep it all is until an unexplainable pain occurs and it has to be dealt with. But the thing is, is that I've reflected inward enough to know that this is my kink in the water hose. So <laughs> I have to be vigilant and ready when these things come up. And the more that you deal with these things and you are honest with yourself of what the real root of the problem is, you're going to be able to create processes to help you get through those. So the more that you are in tune with yourself and you have you, you recognize fear or you recognize life and you, um, you deal with these over and over again, the more you are able to just refine the processes that work in order to help you get past these things. And, you know, it'll be slow at first. It'll be slow at first and it might even be slow in the middle. But the more that you deal with them, the, the, the faster you'll be able to recognize it and the faster you'll be able to handle the situation. So for me with fear, if I come up against something, I'm like, whoa, wait, hold on. There's these similar feelings. I'm getting the physical signs. I'm getting the mental signs. So I have to stop and sit back and say, is this fear? And if it's fear, is this legitimate fear, like something I really should be considering um, and looking into as a, a danger? If I answer that question, it's like, oh, it's not a danger immediately. Like it's not an immediate danger. Then I can say, okay, who do, who do I want to be? Where are my values? What What is the person? Where is this vision of the person that I want to be? And I can hold that up and then I can hold this decision or this project up to it and say, does this project, does this new thing, does this thing I'm stuck in in the middle, does it help me reflect the thing that I want to be, the person that I want to be? And so if the answer is yes, then we keep going. Then we just persevere and plow on through. If the answer is no, then we just move it on to the side and we don't deal with that. It's not something that we have to even spend any emotional effort over. But you don't know until you reflect, until you dive deep and you start asking yourself some really hard questions. Hmm. That's true. It all goes back to that personal reflection and introspection that we come back to so often in our episodes. Yeah. So we've mentioned this a few times throughout this little mini series of ours, but it bears repeating <laughs> these uh <-huh>. four steps. <laughs> I know. See what I did there? <laughs> these four steps quite often require rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. So just like my recent example with my short story collection and other writing, I had to circle back to step one a couple of times as new research and new roadblocks required new observations and new edits. But despite the delays and the repeats, I am continuing in a forward motion that is better than it ever could have been without all the pauses. So just understand that this is something that it, it may not be a step one, two, three, four, and you're moving on. It might be a step one, two, back to one, two, back to one, two, you know, like it's going to look different depending on what's going on with you and what your situation is, but you might have to, to repeat a few things. That's true. And I think if you've been listening to these two episodes on this particular topic, you're probably going to be like, yeah, yeah, I can see how it works. I hope you can see how it works because in our examples, like that's exactly what we've had to do. Like the whole reason that this is a point is because we've had to do it over and over again. So it's just a part of life. We're not going to be perfect right off the bat. Like 
we're human beings, you know, we're flawed from the beginning. So our projects are going to be flawed. But the cool thing is, is that if you actually take the time to observe and to research and learn something new and to edit as you go along, you're not only making the project better, you're making yourself better. Like you're developing character skills, like character in your own person that is going to be it's going to benefit you in your relationships. It's going to benefit you in your professional endeavors. And it's going to, it's going to benefit you on a personal level as well. So. That's a great that's point. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, this definitely can, can help so much with not just those projects or the job or whatever it's helping you. So yeah. Good call. <laughs> Okay, are we ready for a QWERTY challenge? Yeah, give it to us. Okay, so we are going to encourage you to listen to last week's episode and follow that QWERTY challenge first. And once you've done that, do some honest evaluation. Um, that's just what we were talking about, wasn't it? <laughs> so, how are those first two steps going? Are you ready for step three? Do you need to take another pause or do you just need more time to research? Do you need some outside help or encouragement? Who do you call on? And if you haven't figured out who those pillar people are in your life, now's a good time to start evaluating some relationships. If you're not needing to implement these steps right now, continue to jot down some notes and thoughts about what we've discussed today. How can you see these last two steps working for you? Or how have you implemented them in the past? And I think retrospection is also very important. It is. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great question. So in your retrospection, can you think of any ways that you could have done some of those steps better? Um, have you ever given up before hitting step four? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Can you think of a time when you should have repeated the steps again instead of plowing ahead? So you might actually need to pause after each of these questions and maybe write them down. So it's just so you can have the proper tools to really sit down and have a think. And, you know, just a little Pooh Bear think. <laughs> So have a fantastic week. Yes. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting partywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.